By Brothers Ban Bisters. Bon Piss. Bar Biftieth episode. Buff Bud Boarding Buys Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we continue discussing the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. I am one of your hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer and Transition Ninja, Lucas Ham Swisher. With us in spirit, but out because of sickness, the judge, jury, and executioner of fake news and spoilers, Patrick Novacell. Hello. <laughs> but actually with me, and finally after too much time apart, the volleyballing beast of the East who can make you laugh in three words or less, Ronnie Johantis. Hello. And our final member of the GMG Quadfecta, the man with music in his heart, Dr. Who on his brain, and La Coretta. In his estomago. Mark Boucher. I just need to let everyone know how much strength it took for me to not laugh during that <laughs> entire intro. <laughs> Ooh, I had to practice that one a few Good times. Morning. He did cover his face. <laughs> yes. For those that can't weren't watching, Mark definitely covered his face. Which is everybody except for us three. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Folks listening, if this is your first time joining us, Welcome to our half a century episode. If it's not your first time, well then, you understand how we are only figuratively half a century old today, and that half of what we say, or at least half of what I say, is complete nonsense. <laughs> only half? I was being positive. Uh, I'm sure you Not were. to jump ahead. <laughs> not to jump ahead. All right, guys, let's jump into what's new news, starting with Ronnie J. Man, I missed you, brother. I am so glad. Ooh. To see your beautiful face. I missed you too. I feel like it's been mm, three years since I've it's seen you. It's been a long day. Your hair is longer. Your beard is, is longer. That's right. Growing it out. What about year to is it? It's like, yeah, this is like an episode <laughs> of Jumanji. Okay. So I, uh, I've been out for two weeks. So it's been, it's been quite a ride. Can't wait so, to hear about it. The reason I was out last week... Is I was just coming home last Monday from my first ever cruise. Nice. Look at you, cruise man. I know, I know. Cruising. Uh, it was a combination of a lot of firsts for me. So I will be 32 years old this year, and I have never flown before. Mm, until, really? Until that trip. Yeah. Nice. Wow. First time ever being on a plane. By boat and by air. By boat or and by, by air, man. I I did it all. I could, I could have just added a train in there. You should have. You would have been but, John um, Candy or Steve Martin. <laughs> I miss John Candy. Uh, but anyways, so the cruise, um, we flew into Fort Lauderdale on Thursday. And uh, we stayed in Fort Lauderdale for the night. Just kind of hung out there. Um, went and got some, some, actually we got some Mexican food, which was terrible. Actually, I don't remember the name of the restaurant, so I can't call it. Oh, no. Out. It's probably better it's... that you don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I no. think it's uh, the distant cousin of La Coretta, La Coretta. The one that, yeah, that he never the, invites to family reunions. I don't remember it, but I'm pretty sure the hotel toilet does. <laughs> Montezuma's Revenge. Yes. That yes, toilet seat was warm. Yes, it was. It was warm enough for the next guest, probably. <laughs> Two days later. Um, so uh, on, on Thursday, we stayed in Fort Lauderdale. 
Uh, just kind of hung out there. Nothing, you know, walked around to a few different little places around the hotel, but nothing special. And on Friday, we got up and shuttled to Miami, where our cruise left. So the cruise left, I think, around noon on Friday. And again, first time I've ever been on a cruise or anything like that. It was uh, just a ton of, I guess, first experiences, like just the whole world of like a cruise ship. Have you guys been on a cruise before? Negative. I have not, but I've heard really good things. It's like a casino mixed with a resort mixed with an amusement park. Yeah, I <laughs> like mean, it... Lots it, of stuff. It literally is... Uh, I mean, it, it, they're giant ships, obviously. And uh, you get on and uh, you have a tiny little room, but obviously you never spend any time in the room. The pool deck, which is where we spent... I mean, we were there every day. But um, the pool deck had two big pools and four hot tubs. Hmm. And probably... I don't know, 500 chairs, you know, just a right. ridiculous amount of like seating. But we went up there. So I will start by saying that we did have the drink package. Mm-hmm. So the alcoholic beverages were flowing. Oh, I thought you meant that uh, you got one of those freestyle Coke machines in your room <laughs> or something. With the swirly endless, straws? Endless swirly straws and Coke products. Probably could have got on the swirly straws if I wanted to. I just would have had to order the right drink. Um, but no, uh, so everything, once you get on the cruise ship, everything is free. Basically, you, 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 it's included in your, in your, in your cruise. And, um, so drinks, food. The only thing we paid extra for was, well, one night of fine dining. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we went on Saturday night and we went to this really fancy restaurant on the cruise ship. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was nice. It was it was really probably too fancy for me, in all honesty. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to put on a nice shirt and everything for it. So but, be, be honest, did you weigh yourself before <laughs> and after? Because I can only imagine stuff being free, how much food and drink was consumed. I did not. But probably I'll get better. to why that probably my weight evened out in the end. Oh, okay. Soon. Sorry to sorry to push you ahead. Keep going. <laughs> So Saturday, the cruise uh, the cruise left Friday night or Friday evening. No, scratch that. I think Friday at noon, um, and uh, it went into Key West. So in the morning on Saturday morning, we got to walk around Key West for I think like four or five hours or something like that. And I've never been obviously to Key West. Um, it was actually really cool. It wasn't uh, I, when I thought of Key West since I'd never been there before. I, th- I was thinking like beach, you know. But it was more like a bunch of little shops and stores and stuff that you can walk around. Uh, it's basically endless bars and shops is pretty much what it was. But the cool thing we did on Saturday was in Key West, we went to the Hemingway house. So the house of mm. Ernest Hemingway. Nice. Yeah. Um, I think it was like four blocks away from where we were like, we got off the ship. And uh, we walked over to it and we took the tour. It was like 30 to 45 minute tour through the house. It's actually one of the largest... Um, properties on Key West. So it's almost like an acre. Mm-hmm. So I guess in Key West, everything is just packed. Everything's packed in. And uh, this house is almost on an acre. So a couple of fun facts from that is, uh, the first one is, there are 56 cats on the property. I had no all idea of which, that Hemingway was a cat man. All of which stem from Hemingway's cat. So Hemingway had a cat named Snowball. And it and, snowballed. <laughs> and yeah, apparently it did snowball out of control. Uh, they are all descendants of that cat in some what? way, shape, or form. 
That is crazy. <clears throat> and one of the things I learned that I did not know, you ever see those cats that have like the six toes? They have like their dew claws. Like they have thumbs. For sure. I had a friend who had a, had a cat with thumbs. Yeah, I've seen a, I've seen them like here and there. Um, so from what the tour guide told us is a lot of ships used to have a cat or two cats on the actual ship to take care of like right. mice and stuff in the cargo areas. Yep. Well, they used to breed cats specifically to have those dew claws or six toes because they were better at catching mice. I guess you figure they have an extra claw. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could, and they can open up doors to get exactly, to the rats. Exactly. So uh, they can use the bathroom and all that stuff. Yeah. They flush the toilets flush and the toilet, stuff. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> it, it's, it is important. I mean, you're all on a ship together, you know. You just you distract the rats. You make like a little sound with a toilet on one side, and then you're waiting on the opposite <laughs> side to get them. Exactly right. So So all the cats are like, I probably only seen about 10 cats. Like throughout the whole tour, as we're walking through the house, all the doors and stuff are open. And the funny thing is, is like some of the cats, like there was one laying on the bed, like in the master bedroom. Um, and obviously the bed itself is like roped off and everybody stands around it while he's giving the tour. We'll stop. We stopped in that room and he talked for maybe 10 minutes. Um, the cat laid in the middle of the bed, never even moved the whole time. It could have been a prop cat for all I know. <laughs> uh, but the cats there just didn't mind. I mean, obviously people are walking through there every single day. So they didn't even like lift their head when we walked by, uh, but it was cool. It was it was really neat. There was one cat there with uh, seven toes. What? Wow. Yeah, show he must off. have been king. He must have been the <laughs> I, king. He was probably. <laughs> uh, but I learned a lot about Ernest Hemingway that I did not know. Um, it was really it was a really really cool tour. Uh, one of the cool things on the property was they had a pool on the property, and the story from uh, the tour guide was. While Hemingway was, I think he was in Cuba at the time, uh, his wife decided to have a pool put in. Well, the pool at the time cost $20,000, which was more than the property, was more than the house at the time. Um, it's a gigantic pool. I mean, you could put like four lanes in it and race. I mean, it was a big, like rectangular pool. Um, but other than that, the house was really cool. That was kind of the highlight of Key West. I'm not really big on like hitting up shops and stuff. I know a, a couple people from our group went around and, you know, bought a few little things and stuff, but that's not really, not really my thing. I actually like the histor- historical tour a lot better than that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Saturday night, I uh, got back on the cruise and uh, at five, I entered a Texas Hold'em tournament. Ooh, what? Yeah, it was a hundred dollar yeah. buy-in and uh, me and my stepdad both entered. There was only like 10 people that actually entered the tournament. So it was one really big table of people. Really? Just 10? Yeah, just 10. I was surprised actually too. Huh. I thought there would have been more. So the whole time we were playing, I was, (laughs) I had basically just a stream of drinks coming into me, obviously at no cost. So it was a hundred dollar buy-in and I played like I got in for free. (laughs) Very easy and loose. With oh yeah! Just like turns yeah, all out, yeah. Turns all out man. that works well because it ended up coming down to me and another guy. Are you serious? You got the what? top two. I did. Nice. You're so not just the volleyball up. beast of the East. You're the Texas Hold'em tank from the. Top. I, I'm undefeated I in Texas Hold'em tournaments now. Look um, out! The funny thing is, so it was a hundred dollar buy-in, and at the break, if you made it to the break, which was about an hour and a half in, they gave you like a fifteen minute break to get up and move around and stuff. Right. You had the opportunity to 
at, buy another hundred dollars worth of chips, but they doubled the amount of chips you got. So it's like a one-time T- offer type thing. Well, tell me, it was, tell me that during this. Sorry to interrupt, but tell me during this, you did not. Tell me you did get inspiration from Maverick the movie. Did you ever watch that movie? Nope. Is that the with one with Mel, Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson. I know of it. I just never have seen it. Oh man! All right. I thought maybe you had seen it. I thought you'd brought it up one time before. My bad. Anyways. Nope. Not that one. Good good movie to get inspiration from. My but it sounds tag, like you didn't need it. Sounds like you didn't need it. My gamer tag when I was younger was Maverick. Uh, my Xbox That's Live right. gamer tag was. Yes, I remember you saying that back um, in the day. So everybody at the table, there was four of us left at the break, and everybody at the table put in another hundred dollars and like basically doubled their stacks of chips. Except for me. I was like, ah, I'm gonna let it ride. I'm good. And I didn't. I actually had probably a chip lead at that time, and then they all passed me up with that. Well, the very uh-huh. next hand after the break, I went all in. And took one guy completely out. He put in $100, and I beat him on the first hand back. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> Man, that's so, rough for him. Yeah, it was rough for him. Of course, to myself, like I was uh, a little – I was I was at the beginning stages of drunk, I should say. So uh, internally, I was laughing because <laughs> I was the only one that didn't spend more money to get more chips. But anyways, it got down to me and another guy. Uh, the third guy got knocked out, and the other guy turns to me, and he's like, Hey, do you just want to chop this? And I was like, yeah, I definitely do. So me and him split 975. Wow. Yeah. What? Now, I did not make it off the cruise ship with any of that money, but I did have more fun because I had that money. Oh, I'm sure you did. (laughs) Because, of course, we turned around and went back to the casino. When you chop this, when you chop the the winnings, does that mean you don't finish it out to see who was the winner? Yeah, me and him did not play each other head to head. Ah. That's kind of disappointing, but that's but, cool that you got almost a thousand dollars. But still, second place got nothing. Yeah, no, I understand your guys is like. You, you, and what actually, you did I would have had a sense. little bit of a, like he would have had a little bit of a chip lead on me also. Yeah. So when he said Do you want to chop it, I was all about that. So I ended up spending I think like three hours in playing that. Um, well, since I had drinks the whole time over the course of those three hours, I got up from the table, went and found some food. And then I went back to the hotel room at about 8.30 p.m. and went to sleep for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. All right. They that had, seems uh, right. They, they had like a big like party on board. It's called like a whiteout party where everybody wears like their white shirts and stuff, you know. And uh, I missed out on the whole thing. I missed it. I mean, I slept on a pile of money, but I did miss out on the whiteout party. You Scrooge McDucked it. I did. Hope it was worth it. <clears throat> Yeah, I had a great time. <laughs> Good. Uh, I will say every day we were on the cruise ship, me and my two other buddies, at some point during the day, we went back and took like a two-hour nap. Because it turns out once you get into your 30s, you cannot hang like you did when you were younger. That is correct. You need those naps to power up. Rally. Naps, mm-hmm. naps are awesome. They're Rally naps. Uh, but anyway, so on Sunday, we went to the Bahamas. So they have their own like island in the Bahamas, uh, Norwegian, and... Uh, a little resort like type of area and we sat on the beach all day it was awesome it was really great and um i've never been obviously to the bahamas like the water like clearer than any water that i've ever really been in like completely and it was mm-hmm. awesome weather the whole time we were there and then uh lastly my buddy on sunday night uh sang karaoke he did a bunch of he did a bunch of karaoke while we nice. all cheered like he was really good even though he's bad. <laughs> his uh, his of- song of choice is Frank Sinatra, Summer Wind. 
Nice. That's his favorite. All right. Summer wind came crashing yeah. in. He did actually. He was very good on that song. Yeah. But all the other ones he sung, not as good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Fair the enough. thing with Frank with Frank Sinatra tunes. If you scoop all the notes in the song, you're pretty much acting like Frank Sinatra. So you can't really yeah. miss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had a real classy sound too. I mean, he was like, he, it's his it's his go to karaoke song. So that's yeah. what he it's what he does. But um, but that was it. I mean, we got back on Monday, and uh, yeah, it was it was really fun. It was. I will definitely do another cruise. I will say that. I think cool. if you are looking to go on a vacation, like a cruise, man, is it's it's just you pay for everything, but man, it's like everything else on the cruise is taken care of for you. You don't have to worry right. about a single thing. Um, it was really cool. The one Nobody... bad thing was that our cell phones did not work on the cruise the whole time. Yeah, that is um, correct. When we got to port, like at Key West and at the Bahamas, uh, they obviously worked, but I found. Uh, well, I knew I was going to get a, a big charge on my cell phone bill, and it turns out that charge was 160 extra dollars. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think if we were to have purchased like the Wi-Fi for the entirety of the cruise, it would have been like 251 dollars. Mm. I was like, nah. for the Wi-Fi? Yeah, just to have it for four Dang. days. Yeah, I go um, dark on that those mm-hmm. days. That's not a big deal. So I barely had my phone on me the entire time, obviously. Uh, but no, cruise was great. I will definitely do it again. Uh, it was nice. a great experience, even flying. I had never flown, and uh, flying was nothing. I mean, it was the, the easiest way of travel possible. Yeah, it really plane, is. You plane, you're there. I watched, you get to pick your movies. Like, I flew Delta, so um, you get the little seats with the screens on them. Mm-hmm. Do you watch uh, any movies? I watched the first, so I, I listened to the, um, actually, the last half of the third Harry Potter book while I was on the first one. Nice. Oh, okay. And uh, I finished that, and then I watched like sixty minutes of Endgame, and then the ride back I watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> nice yes. again, yeah. So of the three Harry Potter books that you've listened to so far, which is your favorite: Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, or Prisoner of Azkaban? Uh, I definitely think it was the Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, I have heard that they get better, and so far I've uh, that's what I've experienced as well. There was a lot they of do. things that happened in the Prisoner of Azkaban that I thought were really cool. Um, you find out more about Harry's parents um, than you do really throughout anything, uh, like through Sirius Black and all that. So I yeah. won't spoil it if nobody's like listened to that one, I guess. But um, yeah, I I really enjoyed that. I will definitely listen to the other four. So, but um, cool man. Other than the cruise, other than the Harry Potter, I did watch another movie. I started the Voyage of the Marvel movie universe oh yes yeah. I, th- I thought you were going like totally out of right field and you watched voyage of the dawn treader as in chronicles of narnia and I was like, what <laughs> why i did not what I, did not. I watched the uh, first captain america uh, okay so um my initial thoughts of that i actually really liked it i've always liked captain america even though i haven't ever seen the movies like the character from what i found i, I like that uh it was a cool origin story on how mm-hmm. everything happened it yeah. was really neat how they did that uh, one thing that was hard for me to get over during that movie was Steve Rogers being tiny for like the first half of it. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. so skinny, bizarre. Real skinny so, was. so weird. It was so yeah. bizarre. It was like his head was too big for his body. Like it was just a- <laughs> That is correct. They tried their best <laughs> to like m- make him CG his head smaller, but it was clear that his head was not uh, proportionate to his body. Ronnie, yeah, I promise yeah. they got better with CG 
in Marvel movies <laughs> as time went on. That is correct. Yeah, it was it was a really good movie though. Um, the the one thing I thought was kind of weird, and I I can't remember the villain's name in that movie. Red Skull. Uh, the, yeah, was it Skull? Red Skull. Red Skull. The Red Skull. Uh, so that was a very bizarre villain. Like just the look of him when he first takes his face off, like was ridiculous. Um, it was a little bit like. I guess bizarre of a villain. Like I was just having a hard time adjusting to him. Like just the way he looks is ridiculous. So yeah, it really is ridiculous. So think about this, Ronnie. The first time you see Red Skull is in Captain America: the the, the first Avenger. Yeah. You don't see. You saw the whole thing of Avengers Endgame, correct? Yes. That that whole scene with Vormir. Well, he was. It was actually Infinity War. Um, when they were on Vormir, um, and they had to get the soul, or Thanos had to get the Soul Stone. Yes. Think about the. You know what? I never made that connection, but I now I now I recognize this. That's how long it took them to readdress Red Skull. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that is correct. Well, he kind of just got like I. I mean, I guess I don't know the the story behind that, but I mean, he kind of just got like almost like vaporized by, um, uh, what's it called that. The Tesseract? The Tesseract, the space, yeah. The Space Stone, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he just got kind of just eviscerated by that at the end of the movie. Well, basically, he in that, he kind of <clears throat> got teleported. Um, so, gotcha. But, but, yeah, the the fact that they, like, they don't even touch on the Red Skull until Infinity War. <laughs> he right. Didn't seem like, he didn't seem like a great... A uh, very in-depth, I guess, character. You yeah. know, he's very. I thought he was pretty one-dimensional. Like yeah. he's just like, I'm angry and I have a red face, and I'm trying to I take want over the to world. rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, and I don't know if you guys have the same issue in movies, but I, I do it all the time. Where I see a certain actor in a certain role, and I can never unsee that role. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as I, I see you. him, <clears throat> in Agent the movie, Smith. I'm thinking, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can, I can never get rid of that from the Matrix. He's like, Captain America. See, I think of... <laughs> how are you? I think of that and... Uh, Isildur! Throw yeah. the ring into the river fire! <laughs> Elrond. <laughs> That's true. El- That's totally true. Yeah, it's hard for me to unsee him as Mr. Smith in any movie. Like, that one stands out to me. So, it's always weird when that happens. Yeah, but, I uh, remember feeling that way when he was Elrond in Lord of the Rings. I was like, he's really a bad guy. Don't trust him, Frodo. <laughs> Don't trust him. It's hard to look at him as a good guy, yeah. <laughs> it really is. Don't try asking for a phone call. He won't give it to you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so so for the most part, that was my two weeks. I have been in – we have been in the process. Uh, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago that Elizabeth is moving in with me. So we are in the process of combining uh, all of our stuff. I now have – I think four decorations up in my house. Look out. Which is three more than I did have. Mm. Mark, you saw the clock. It's yep. got some company now. Uh, Interesting. So it's a, it's definitely a process. All my stuff is not uh, like the way my house was set up is basically the way that a bachelor would just initially set everything up and just leave it for no reason other than that's where you first put things. So like I'm in the process of kind of moving stuff around to accommodate so it's, I mean, it's definitely a task, but, um, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's kind of a fun experience, like combining everything. So it's been really good. Mm-hmm. 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 But that, uh, that does it for me guys. Uh, real quick, just one clarification of something. 
Um, for the past 44 weeks, you still have not completely watched the full three hours and eight minutes of Christopher Reeve's Superman movie, correct? Yeah. Okay, just wanted to make sure. And Mark, is that is that movie seriously three hours and eight minutes? No, it is not actually three hours and eight minutes. Why did did Google lie to me? Because I totally did not remember it being three hours and eight minutes, but I couldn't find the actual runtime. What is it? It seemed like it was six hours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would have to double check that, but it is definitely not three hours and eight minutes. All right. Well, Google's wrong. For the first time ever, Google lied to me. It's three hours and two minutes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, uh, and also for the record... I am not watching the rest of it. I have completely bailed on that. I'm ready to take whatever punishment comes along. Your punishment is I'm going to keep mentioning it every single episode until the end of time. I mean, you guys know me, though. That's not going to bother me. Well, (laughs) we'll see. It's still early. It took like, what, 47 tries? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's 44 weeks. Maybe it's 45. I don't remember if I updated that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we're going to go with 44 and a half. That was early it is, on, back when we were young. It is two hours and 23 minutes. What? Yeah. Two hours and 23 minutes. And how much did you watch, Ronnie? You seriously just can't finish the last, like, 30 minutes. I watched an hour and a half. Oh, okay, the last hour. 40 minutes? Yeah. Have you seen 45? it? Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched it's it recently. Rough, man. No, it's and rough. you know what? I haven't got to talk to you face-to-face since you brought it up in the Superman episode. But after you described all the stuff that I totally forgot as a child, I was like, I don't think I can go back and watch that. You don't like, want to. You that sounds awful. Yeah. <clears throat> it was, it, it's a combination of the thing. It, it, it was made a really long time ago, and it's also a superhero I have zero interest in. Yeah. Sorry, Patrick. We love you still. I do still love Patrick, even though we apparently don't have the same taste in any single thing ever. <laughs> you have an interest in I think you both like Fireball. Does he like Fireball? He tried uh, it, but I feel like that's because I was there. Oh, probably. You're right. He likes the oh, Cincinnati Reds. Oh, yeah, we do like Reds. the Reds. Yeah, yeah you, like guys, Reds. you guys like sports teams. They're the same. <clears throat> that's true. That's true. And you guys both like bank- the Bengals, too, right? Yeah. Well, there we you both go. equally like to drive Lucas crazy when he comes up with a plan also. There it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. And you both live in Cincinnati. Ooh, so many things. No one else both lives in Cincinnati. <laughs> he is, however, an adult, and I'm not. Noted. I mean, it, it depends. <laughs> you were more of an adult when we played Exploding Kittens than he was. Also noted. <clears throat> I was a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say experienced in the pregame activities, but I was able to handle it a little bit better, maybe. The old fireball got the maybe got the best of him. You might be right. <laughs> so, Mark, tell so, us something Lucas, good. I will tell you something. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'm going to tell you something. Tell us something great or <laughs> mediocre. It. So, last week was weird. Last week was really weird tell us why so tuesday tuesday morning i'm on my way to work and i am sitting at a red light and i was doing a bit of a no-no Mm-mm. confession time here we go laid out unfortunately 
I, now, you know, Mark, stuff- you're not you're not starting this right. You need to say, "Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned." <laughs> oh, I've already I've already been through that. You've already done that yeah. one. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, Continue. No, but uh, so sitting at a red light, and uh, I looked down on my phone for a little bit, and uh, I thought we were moving. I thought we were starting to go. We were not starting to go. <laughs> We were oh, no. very much not going. <laughs> Only you were going. <laughs> Only yeah, you I were was going. going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I slammed into the back of a trailer for a uh, landscaping company. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch for you. They probably barely felt it. Yeah, I think the worst they got was the the tailgate actually bowed a little bit, and the uh, oh, the latches okay. on the sides weren't exactly locking the way they should. And apparently there was some a little bit of damage to their truck, but not much. Um, mm. So obviously we pulled over, and uh, you know got out, called the police, and did that whole that whole thing, exchanged insurance and all that fun stuff. Um, I, I couldn't lie. Um, you know I've heard people say, "Why did you say that?" Well, I had to tell the whole story. Of yeah. why it happened, and so uh, um, unfortunately, I got a ticket for following too close. Which I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, um, yeah. Because they could they could give you a ticket for using your phone while driving, right? I think so. Yeah, and I think those are higher actually in fines. Yeah. I, and I think right. following too close is better than like a reckless operation or something like that too. Yeah. yeah. So in any case, um, got a ticket for that. Um, at first when I called the, when I called our insurance company, um, they said, well, so you've got collision on your vehicle. Um, it's a $500 deductible. Um, and then anything else over that, the insurance company pays for to fix your vehicle since you were at fault. Um, I was like, okay, that sucks, but oh, well, I Mm -hmm. gotta, gotta accept responsibility and, and pay for it. Um, so thankfully my, my insurance covers a rental vehicle and we were right next to the rent, a uh, rental car company. So, uh, I went over there, got a rental car. Um, at that time, by the time I got the rental car, my, my back was starting to hurt. Um, uh, I was starting to feel sore. I was like, okay, I need oh. to take it easy today. Um, so at that point I just went home, um, and took the day off and just rested. Um, didn't want to overexert myself. And then I get a phone call from the the claims person for the insurance company. And he says, so I just went over and assessed your vehicle. Um, it is a total loss. Um, it was about $5,000 oh, wow. in damage. Golly. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was that truck made of in front of you? That landscaping vehicle? Uh, it was a, it was a steel, it was a steel uh, trailer. So, and I wasn't going that fast, but I, apparently I was going fast enough. Um, I, huh. I know for a fact I, I tore a hole through the radiator. Um, oh, whoa. Yeah. Um, and apparently a bunch of other stuff because it was about $5,000 worth in damages, which was apparently more than my car was worth. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. so uh, they listed it as a total loss. Thankfully, I had... Gap coverage, what's called gap coverage, which basically means um, the insurance company pays for the 
um, the assessed value of the vehicle, the gap coverage pays for any remainder of you know whatever we owed on it. So basically, it it pays it off. The vehicle is paid off. Hmm. Um, so uh, obviously, my my old vehicle is gone. Uh, they they're salvaging it for parts. Um, so um, it's kind of a bummer. Not how I imagined that day going. Uh, then the next day, um, well, actually the same day I immediately started looking for another car. And of course I work at a car dealership, so that kind of helps. Um, so I was, I was looking on our website and seeing what we could afford, um, you know, looking at different vehicles and, um, there was one in particular I saw there and I got in touch with the buddies, my buddies in the sales department and started getting things going and, Tell me uh, it's a Tesla. I wish it was a Tesla. <laughs> There's no way we could afford that. Um, and so next day, you know, got to test drive it, um, did my homework on it, um, and all that kind of stuff. And I now have a 2012 Hyundai Elantra. Nice. Yeah. Nice, so, man. So um, it was pretty pretty weird. Did you, did you end up getting it through your your lot? Your uh, yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I got so, it. Got it from my dealership, from the place where I work. So you might have tipped the scales enough to the next time they're giving out bonuses again, and you get that breakfast and lunch special <laughs> again. It'll that be would thanks be, to you. That would be wonderful. Would you be contributed wonderful to you. that? Yeah. Let's see if we can break another record for for August. Um, yes. But uh, but yeah. So literally next day, I had another vehicle. Um, did your did your back like stop hurting or did it take a couple days? It did. It did eventually. It took like two or three days for it to to go away. But thankfully, it was ju- it was just soreness. Like there was no stiffness in my neck or anything like that. Um, so I didn't end up going to the doctor or anything just because it was just basically like minor whiplash that just goes mm-hmm. away with time. It's all you can really do about it. Yeah, I've I've actually been in. I, I got rear-ended one time, and it's amazing how because I, I remember my my car. I think I got rear-ended at like thirty-five or forty miles an hour. At the time, I was driving a Jeep, and it, I was still drivable, so I drove it home. Um, but I remember like on the drive home, like an hour after the wreck happened, I was like, "Man, my neck is killing me!" Like everything started to hurt, but it was like very delayed. It was kind of weird how that all happened. Yeah, it's weird. Your body when when you when you hit something, it's like your body. It's like a it's a it's literally a shock to your system. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of times those symptoms don't don't show up for like another day or two. Uh, a lot yeah. of times. Um, so thankfully that that soreness in my back was the worst that it got. Um, it, it eventually went away, and I'm okay. Um, Good. So and the driver was also okay of the other vehicle, was was okay as well, um, and they were super, you know, super nice about it. To, you know, in spite of what happened, um, the uh, the owner of the landscaping landscaping company came out and was like, "Yeah, everybody makes mistakes. Stuff happens. You know, obviously I needed to take responsibility, and we exchanged." information and likely my my insurance rate will go up and got to pay this ticket but it it could have been way worse so um you know thankful for that at least but uh 
kids and adults, it can wait. <laughs> Put the phone down. I have learned that the hard way. Don't 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 touch the phone while you're driving. Um, <laughs> yeah, and kids, if you're driving, give your keys back to your parents, okay? <laughs> well, I mean, 16-year-olds are kids. <laughs> That's true. You're right. <laughs> it just sounded funny, like kids. I just, you know, our nine-year-old listeners could be listening, and they're like, "I'm going to drive my dad's car." Kids who don't have a driver's license don't drive, because um, you're not legally allowed to do that. Um, Correct. But yes, for those who are of age and have a phone, uh, just put it down. Put it somewhere where you can't reach it. Um, you know, you unless you need like to take an urgent phone call or something like that. But typically. It can wait. You don't need mm-hmm. to be texting. You don't need to be looking at the internet or anything like that. Um, it can wait. And I have learned that the hard way. <laughs> and and my wife immediately, Kristen came out, came out um, and she's like, give me your phone. She took the <laughs> phone from me. Uh-oh, grounded. She, no, no. <laughs> she, turned on, she turned on do not disturb while driving on, on my iPhone because I have an iPhone. And that uh-huh. has the ability to basically it's it um, mutes any notifications while yeah. you're driving. So and you have to you have to click a button that says I am not driving. I can't tell you how many times I've lied to my iPhone. <laughs> I've needed to use it while driving. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not driving. Me, it's helped me to get better. I mean, there have been plenty of times where I'll like go to reach over to my phone, go to reach over to my phone. I'm like, nope, 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 can't do it. Nope, don't do it. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, I'm getting a lot better at it. Um, so yeah, don't do that because mm. it—you never know what's going to happen, and you could really mess up your own life or somebody else's life, real True quick. True that. Um, so this PSA from Mark Boucher of the Good Morning Guys. The more you know. <laughs> 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 um, but. Uh, and then this weekend, uh, got a little bit better, obviously. (laughs) Um, that's good to hear. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this weekend, this Saturday was actually my mother-in-law's birthday. Um, so of course we celebrated at La Coretta. Of course. Uh, (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Happy birthday, Kristen's mom. Yeah. Her name's Michelle. Um, happy birthday, Michelle. Hope you're (laughs) listening. If you're not. You're probably you not. Rate us on iTunes. <laughs> that would be great. I think actually she already has rated us on iTunes. Oh, okay. Thanks for the rating. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we celebrated at La Coretta. She got her. Uh, she got her sombrero. Um, Very nice. Yeah, and they they sang happy birthday to her in Spanish. How many sombreros does your family have? Like enough to clothe uh, maybe an orphanage with sombreros. Just enough to start a mariachi band. <laughs> I think not very we many. actually have enough Maybe at I'm... this point. <laughs> what about a what about a mariachi choir? Like complete with altos, bass, baritones. Not sopranos. quite there just yet. I think okay. my in laws have two and I have one. Oh. Um so hmm. yeah. All right. It's good to know. So just enough for the uh the three amigos. Little mini mariachi band. Yep. But uh, so yeah, we celebrated her birthday on on Saturday night, and then Sunday uh, was a particularly special day for church because we celebrated 
not one, but two sacraments of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, we had communion, um, and we also had a baptism service. Nice. Uh, which was those awesome. Are the, those are the best. Yeah. So um, we actually had the baptism at um, Lady in the Church's house, because we don't have baptismal at, at our church. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had it in our pool. And so four people got baptized that day. So that was awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and then Sunday night, we had a bigger celebration for my mother-in-law's birthday um, with extended family. And this, excuse me, this time it was at my in-law's house. And my, my father-in-law actually made uh, beef brisket, which was mm. really good. Um, good beef stuff. brisket and salad and, and baked beans. Um, corn on the cob? No corn on the cob. No mm. corn on the cob. But uh, it's all good. The meal was great. Um, and she also had a birthday cake as well, which was also excellent. Um, but uh, yeah, so that uh, that was pretty much my week. So now I am looking forward to my birthday coming next week. I bet. Speaking of which. Yeah, I was like, are you going to give it another give it another plug? You might as well. Yeah, I am. So just a reminder uh, for those who may have not caught last week's episode. Um, I have a birthday coming up, and particularly I have a birthday stream coming up where I will be streaming on the Good Morning Guys uh, Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv slash thegoodmorningguys. Some might say you'll be birthday twitching. <laughs> Only one. Only one would say that. They say it's your birthday. I'm twitching too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I'll I'll be kind of having a birthday party live via Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably squad up with a couple of people and play some Apex Legends. Um, everybody is invited to jump in on the chat. Um, like I said, it'll be August 29th. Uh, that is a week from... This coming Thursday mm-hmm. at 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash the good morning guys. So you are invited and I hope to see you there. So, Very nice. Lucas, how was your yes, week, sir. brother? My week. Well, uh, let's see. I finished out my three-week mission trip in Woo-hoo. northern and northeastern Brazil. It was a fantastic time with a college group from Point Loma Nazarene University in California. A uh, little bit of information. Did you know that I almost went to that college in California? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So when I graduated high school back in old 2000, at the turn of the century, You're I was old. like... Yeah, I I was like, I am out of here. And not only am I out of West Virginia, I'm getting as far away as humanly possible without going to Alaska, but still staying in the United States. And so I wanted to go to Point Loma Nazarene University. And my stepmom was like, well, why don't you just do a semester or two at Mount Vernon, which was the closest Nazarene University, um, which is the church I'm a part of. And I was like, fine, I'll go one semester or two and we'll just see what happens. And of course, after a, a week, I met my now wife. And as you can imagine, I did not go to Point Lemonazarene University. Nope. 
But when I met, so these are the first students, the first people that attend that college that I've ever met in my life. And let me tell you that I am a wee bit jealous because these kids have a beach on their campus. Mm. Like, whoa, they can, I mean, you can imagine how distracting that is, but that's got to be so cool to just be able to walk out of class and just walk down to the beach. So that's pretty crazy. That was pretty crazy. Uh, anywho, it was a great time with them, with my Brazilian brothers and sisters. We finished out our time in a three-city tour over like three or four days. We went to a, a little city called Anjicus, uh, and when we went there, we actually uh, kind of participated in some of the early ministry of the church there because there's not actually a Nazarene church uh, in that city. So we kind of walked through the town, went in like groups of three, and we just walked up to people and started talking to them. And it was, it was really funny because the Californians were like, man, in the U.S., you would never be able to do this. Just walk through a, a town and just walk up to people and be like, hey, how you doing? And like the people actually sit there and like listen to you and let you talk to them. You know, <laughs> most of the time in the U.S., if you walked up and just be like, hey, how you doing? They're like, uh, go away. Leave me alone. Or especially just, in ignore, California. They ignore you. Yeah, especially in California. They just ignore your existence. Um, but everybody we walked up to, they wanted to talk to us and they wanted to, some people practice their English. We ran into several people, um, that, uh, you know, wanted to practice English and that kind of stuff. So it was pretty cool. Um, and then after we walked through the town, we invited everybody into the square and we watched the Jesus film. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but it's, uh, it's a film. I think it's the second edition of a film that was made back in the early 2000s that has been translated into most language, a lot of languages, not most languages, but a lot of languages. And it's been a very like strong evangelism tool uh, throughout the world because they pretty much just show a film that is pretty historically accurate and, and pretty well acted, but it's very simple. And it just gives the, the story of Jesus Christ. And, and at the end, you know, they have a, like a service and opportunity for people to uh, kind of just believe in him or, or not, or respond to the film. So it was yeah. really cool to, to be a part of that. I'd never been a part of that before. Um, and then the second town we went to is called Pichore, and it's it's really just a backcountry church in the middle of nowhere. It takes like an hour on backcountry roads, like driving through the sticks to reach this really nice new church, like surrounded by a variety of, of houses and country people. Uh, but that was a really good time. And then afterwards, we went out to eat, and the first place we went, the the guy told us like after we had already spent like 20 minutes ordering food he said he wasn't going to have enough bread for everyone and the brazilian pastor that was with us got so mad that he was like forget it we're going somewhere else <laughs> and so we left uh i mean at that point it was like 10:30 at night and i was like i i don't need bread we we don't need bread can we just eat we just want to eat something and so we left that place and that was easily the biggest restaurant there was because after that we went to like two food trucks and I was like, there's no way they're going to have enough bread for us. Well, the second food truck had enough bread for us. And so we all ordered burgers. I was trying to figure out how I could not order bread just because I did not appreciate. Because <laughs> at this point, it was like 11, 1130. I did not appreciate <laughs> that we it was so late. And we had just left because like t- I think we were short two pieces of bread in the other place for, for burgers or sandwiches or whatever. And at the second place... We ordered drinks while we were waiting for our burgers to be made. Halfway through the burgers being made, the cook like calls me over and he's like, I'm really sorry, but I just ran out of gas. Oh, I'm like, no. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> it's an avalanche. So this, it's like an avalanche. So at this point, I'm just laughing and I'm like, hey, guys, guess what? 
we're not going to get food tonight. And they're like, what? So at this point, we fractured into two groups. The The cook that had run out of gas said that there was a place near the square, the town square we, where we had been uh, before, that, that there was a restaurant that we could go to. And I, like, I just felt this urge within me to just go back to the other place. Because I was like, if we're going to split off, they're going to have enough bread for us. So the one group went to a new restaurant, and then we went back to the old place, and we got our bread. <laughs> and we got milkshakes. There was like six of us, and it was fantastic. And so it ended well, but it was pretty rough going for a while. Uh, so that was a fun little adventure. And then the third city that we went to is called Asu. And uh, in that one, we we went to the town square, and there was like easily 1,500 people there. And we were like, what is going on? The intention was for us to just walk around in groups of three or four uh, to just strike up conversation, talk about Jesus, talk about life, you know. Uh, but there was something else going on, and it was the for that region, the Northeast. It was their high school Olympic games. Like Ooh. they they do like a ceremony, and so like they introduce just like in the Olympics, they have all the the schools come down and parade around in the little square in a little area, and they all line up and they have like a welcome ceremony, and then they had the of all the of all the athletes, quote unquote, they had the chess champion of this region run around like two or three times holding a torch just like in the Olympics and then light it up for everyone to cheer and, you know, yell and all that stuff. It was actually very cool and very entertaining. And I I don't know if did your guys' like high school or your area ever do any kind of like games like that? I've never heard of that happening with like high school level. No, I haven't uh, either. That sounds actually really cool though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think my high school did it. I know um I know here in in uh, Lynchburg uh the past few years they've had a a big sort of mini Olympic games kind of thing hmm. um for the state of Virginia and it's called the Commonwealth Games. They renamed it to the State Games, which doesn't make any sense because we're a commonwealth, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> someone's confused. Yes, um, but uh, yeah, they've had they've had something like that. I, I I think I don't remember if it's like an all ages kind of thing or or if it's like a just a collegiate thing. I, I don't remember. Yeah, but uh, they have something like that. But no, I don't think my high school ever did anything like that. Yeah, uh, we. I mean, I'm from West Virginia. We definitely never did anything like that. If we did, it would be like toss a rock. Like how many times you can skip a rock across the river and uh stick throw it wouldn't be anything craziness (laughs) like that uh but then after we watched that ceremony we talked to some more people and we ran into a guy that he was really down on his luck like he was having a hard time like in life he was like 26 years old in high school but he spoke really good english and i was like dude where did you learn english and he's like i didn't i just decided one day that i knew english and i'm like what how does that even, I don't even, I don't understand. And it just blew me away. I have to say there's been one other time in, in Brazil that I've run into a person that said, actually, I've run into two people. Uh, one of them, not to get super heavy, but one of them was actually demon possessed, which oh, wow. is a whole is a whole different story for a different day. But uh, I did run into another guy that said he just prayed to God for him to learn English and he could speak English the next day. And so this was like somewhere in the middle because this guy, he he like he wanted to believe in God, but he just didn't know how to really trust in him. So 
a few of us really like got the chance to talk with him and and uh, just share our faith with him. So that, that was really cool to be a part of that. Um, and then at the end of that, we came back to kind of our home base and we're, we flew out of Natal. Uh, but before that, we had a little debriefing time with our group. I don't know if you guys have been on a mission trip or, or done any kind of like out of state or out of, you know, a nation and even a national mission trip where you've gone and, and built something or done something with your church. But uh, one thing I like to do is what we call debriefing. And that's where you kind of like talk about your reflections on what you've learned, on what you're going to take back with you, the most impactful moments. And uh, so that was a really good time with us, with the group, just talking about that. And then we ended that debriefing time with what someone called a love feast. And I've never done this before, but I've I've heard of like versions of it. But are you guys familiar with what a love feast is? Negative. Never heard of it. It has, it has nothing to do with food, but and that's what I thought it sounded like before. But pretty much it's, and it can be kind of embarrassing, but you sit in front of the group and everybody just pretty much gives you like not unending, but con- like uh, a bunch of like encouragement and positive feedback about who you are, what you're like, what they think about you. And uh, you just go one by one and everybody takes their turn. It's, it can be really embarrassing if you're an introvert or you don't like attention on you, but it can just be really positive and really cool, like reflection time. And so, uh, you know, Mark, and thinking of like your youth group for like a retreat or something, it would be a really cool thing to, to do just to kind of give people like a little self-esteem boost. Cause a lot of times people just think they're invisible or that nobody's paying attention. And when someone brings up stuff that they recognize about you that you didn't know or see, it can be really impactful. So that was it's a good call. That was that was that was pretty cool to, to put uh, that to in my little uh, youth leader pocket. Yep, put it in that back pocket. Bring it out when things are a little down. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. After that, I took the nice long trip through Saturday and Sunday morning with Air Canada, and I arrived in Pittsburgh on Sunday morning, and then my mommy picked me up and took me back to almost heaven, West Virginia, baby, where I'm staying this week, uh, as I help them with a little bit of house decluttering and uh, vacation Bible school that I am leading. Nice. Yes. I am the, I am the, the Bible lesson man. So it's good times. That's actually why I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Cause the vacation Bible theme is surfs up surfing for Jesus, all that jazz. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah when, when you said Bible lesson, man, it made me think of uh, your, your Bible man. I'm Bible man. <laughs> da, da, da. Have you ever seen that? Like that I've actual? Se- I've seen pictures. I've never watched the. It's like a cartoon, right? It's not a cartoon. It's actually like. Well, they may have made a cartoon version, but it's actually live action. Oh my gosh! No, yeah. I definitely haven't watched that <laughs> live it's, action Bible man. It's uh, it's hokey as all get out, but you know, some special. <laughs> Just imagine Jesus. you in the Bible man suit. It's yes. hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, and also I forgot to mention, like my friend Ronnie J, I also watched some movies Ooh. on my return flight from Brazil to the U.S. Um, uh, let's see. Would you believe that they were all DC movies, Mark? I would all not believe. All three. Well, believe it or not, they were all three DC movies. And let me tell you, uh, I was pleasantly surprised by a couple of them. So my least favorite movie that I watched of the three, uh, it's taken me way too long to check out the Justice League. So I just forced myself and I watched it. 
And I will say that the negative hype is real. It was a little forced. The CG mouth of Henry Cavill is so distracting in that movie because it's so clear he has facial hair and they like photoshopped it off. Um, but I will say that it was still a funner movie to watch than Batman versus Superman. So I'll yeah, I guess that. they got that part down a little bit. Yeah, it was enjoyable. And I have to say that the flash was actually my favorite and I thought that they developed him better than any of the others. What, so. what makes me really sad besides Henry Cavill's CGI face in that movie, there's this particular scene and I don't care if I'm spoiling it at this point because yeah. It's Are not. you really going to watch it? <laughs> yeah, um. <laughs> really, at this point. Wait, uh, have you watched it, Ronnie? No. Will you watch it? No. Great. Okay. Glad we got that covered. Um, yeah. So there's this particular scene where, at the very end of the movie, where you know they're fighting Steppenwolf, the, the, the villain of the movie, and all of a sudden Superman returns, and he, it's revealed that he's alive, which if you didn't know in BVS, he dies. Um, so man, you're just laying it all out there, aren't you? Yeah. The villain's Again. name is Steppenwolf. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the worst name ever? Like the band. <laughs> yes, like the band. Uh, I did a double take when they said it in the movie. I'm like Steppenwolf. Yep. <laughs> Steppenwolf. Yep. And that's actually in the comics too. He's actually a character. Um, technically, Darkseid, who is kind of like uh, DC's version of Thanos. Um, basically is Steppenwolf is Darkseid's nephew. Oh, wow. I'm glad they didn't mention that. That would have made yeah. it even hokier. Yeah. I'm Darkseid's um, nephew, Steppenwolf. But I'm not a step-nephew. <laughs> I'm an <coyote>. actual nephew. <laughs> running Coyote is like Indian names. <laughs> um, Sitting bear. <laughs> but in any case, so there's this scene where, you know, that's this big confrontation with Steppenwolf, and all of a sudden Superman shows up. And it immediately cuts to to Batman, and you see this sudden look of glee yeah. on Batman, like he's alive. And I'm, I'm like, so happy. Like, good lord, that is not Batman. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> um, but you know, obviously there were many other gripes with that movie. Yeah, um, but yeah, Bat- Batman's reliance on Superman was way too, like. Way too artificial in that movie. There there are moments in the comics, certainly, where, you know, Batman kind of realizes that that Clark is, is kind of kind of the best of us, if you will. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, but not like that. No, definitely not. I just think, you know, he was a great Ben Affleck was a great Batman. He was not given a good script. No. No, it was clear. <laughs> and sometimes when he and Alfred would be talking or just some of the mo- the dialogue was Definitely forced. But of the three DC movies, that was the only one that I was just like, meh. The other two were good, and I enjoyed them thoroughly. So the second fave of the ones I watched was very nice to watch it and then listen to the spoiler cast, and that was Shazam! Nice. Good flick. Definitely big meets superhero, and I would say even with a little touch of Goonies or Sandlot with the whole dynamic between the kids, I really liked all of that. I will say that the villains were a little too creepy for my taste, not to give any spo- too many spoilers, but the sins were a little creepy for me. Uh, but I loved the comedy and the kids in the film. It was good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then I enjoyed listening to the spoiler cast. So if you've watched Shazam and you haven't listened to the Good Morning Guys spoiler cast, recommended. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. If not for anything, to just hear 
Patrick sing a little song. If you know what I mean. Um, the third movie was my favorite, hands down, of the three that I watched, and that was Aquaman. Have you guys both watched that? Indeed. I have not. Oh, man. Ronnie, I do recommend watching Aquaman, even if you don't care for DC. Aquaman was pretty sweet. It actually, um, I just saw, I think this past week, that it is now on Netflix. Oh, get on it. I was pleasantly surprised. And I have to say, I walked away wanting to talk with the sea animals and maybe (laughs) go on a date, at least, with Ariel and then (laughs) use a golden trident as a weapon from now on. Forget lightsabers. Forget batarangs. I want a trident, a golden one. Just spray paint a fork. You got it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am Aqua Forkman. Call me Forky. In all honesty. Is that how Aquaman talks? Yeah, that's how my Aquaman talks. That If he has a golden I fork, that's Aquaman. how he talks. I'm Aquaman. I got a golden fork. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, for me, a lot of times I gauge a good movie by how, like, when I leave or when I stop watching the movie or I leave the theater, if I want to live in the world or be the protagonist, that is a gauge of a good movie to me. So I have to say that I walked out definitely wanting to like be a part of that world, maybe be like Aquaman's sidekick, Dolphin Man or something like that. <laughs> that would be cool. Aqualad. <laughs> Hawaiian shirt, man. That's right. Hawaiian shirt, man. I just run around in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> only, only a Hawaiian shirt. Just Very make nice. sure that so. the that the the hula girls are you know tucked in. Yes, in I got to tuck in the hula girls for sure, especially <laughs> when I go to church. Uh, now, you guys know, uh, and especially Mark, I think you should really know that there's a specific reason I watched at least two of the movies, not so much Justice League, but the reason, the main reason I watched Shazam and Aquaman was because of you and Patrick. Yes. You guys talked up these movies so much over these past months. You could say that your positivity was infectious. Oh, here it comes. And with that being said, our topic of the show. That's right, folks. We are talking about positivity, positiveness. I am positively positive that we are going to have a positive time together today. Am I right, Mark Boucher? That's what we're shooting for. That's for sure. Yes, sir. Yeah. So given recent events, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of negativity happens each and every day, but especially like within the past... A uh, few weeks with uh, the shootings, just horrible, horrible shootings uh, that have occurred in El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio, um, and I believe there's one other place that I'm not remembering. But um, and I'm that's very all. Sorry. That's all been in the last week, two weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And I'm very sorry that I'm not remembering that. But yeah, uh, in any case, lots, lots of shootings. Just senseless, horrible violence um, going on um, in our in our nation, um, and it just brings a lot of people down. Um, 
it just seems to be happening more and more and more and more. Um, and it's just, it's hard to deal with a lot of times. And so, um, and we've all dealt with stuff in our own lives. That's kind of been negative. Um, you know, the, for example, my issues, you know, the, with the car and the, the accident and all that stuff. And, and mm-hmm. the, the stuff that I'm going through with my dad, um, him being in the hospital and, um, he is getting very close now. It's probably going to be within the next few days. Um, he will be going in for open heart surgery. Um, wow. So, which is kind of scary. Um, uh, because, you know, we have good, good faith in our, in the doctors, but you know, stuff happens unfortunately. And it's kind of scary, um, to go undergo a procedure like that. And he's possibly going to have to have a, a valve removed. Um, or not removed, but replaced. Um, and, and so there's just a lot of negativity. And so you kind of have to ca- counteract that a lot of times um, in order to press on through life with, with positivity. For the sure. The opposite. Um, yeah. And, and so first and foremost, um, we wanted to kind of give a shout out to Bernabe, who you've heard his name called out many times on the show. Mr. Butterteeth. Who's been going through some situations of his own, um, you know, he's had some situations with he and his wife and, and visas, uh, for being in the U S, um, which have been a struggle for him. And, um, then come to find out his, his mom actually has multiple myeloma, which is a, a form of cancer. And so she will be undergoing treatment for that. And so, uh, Bernabe, uh, we are certainly uh, praying for you and your family with certainly. all the stuff that's going on in your life. And we love you, and we're glad you're a part of this community for sure. Um, but just wanted to uh, start out with you know, this this message from Bernabe about what he says keeps him positive. <clears throat> and, and so he says, what keeps me positive is a lesson from The Little Prince which I believe is a book. Mm-hmm. Um, the Little Prince, to not preoccupy myself with things out of my control. Or, in other words, if your problem has a solution, why do you worry? And if your problem does not have a solution, then why do you worry? Accepting there are things beyond your, I believe he meant um, control, letting go of the illusion of control uh, is a good way to stay positive. Mm-hmm. So, gentlemen, let's uh, let's go go around and think about something. What kind of things help you to stay positive, especially the, in the face of a lot of negativity in your life? Um, so, Lucas, you well, may start. Okay. First of all, like really referencing what Burnaby had to say, I really. I really like the the thought, the idea of how regardless of which way a situation goes, we really don't have a good reason to worry uh, because the idea is, like you were saying, if there is a solution, then there's no reason to worry. And if there's no like way to control or there's no solution that we know of, there's still no reason to worry. Uh, now, I will say that that's easier said than done. Um, you know, on, on my side, like for me personally, <laughs> life hasn't been super negative. Like I totally was out of touch with the world and the news. And I had no idea about these, um, these shootings, 
Um, I think I found out the day before I traveled on Saturday that the the customs database in the, all over the U.S. like glitched out and shut down for like 24 hours and people were stranded all over the U.S. like trying to enter into the country. Um, you know, and, and, and our hearts, like as a podcast and as a people, our hearts go out to those who, who suffer because of those shootings, who suffer because of, you know, being separated from their families. And, and, and that's not, that's not easy. And I think that while Barnaby, Barnaby's, uh, thoughts are very good to think about sometimes, you know, especially when we're in the thick of it, we kind of want to say, well, that's easier said than done. Like sometimes it feels like worry is not a choice. And so, you know, for me, uh, I know that one of the things um, that I like try to do in order to deal with the negativity, the stresses is really communication like and, and that that covers it all because it's whether it's communication with friends, with family, um, with God, you know, praying for, for people. I know that it's become kind of a meme or a joke, you know, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, but I believe in prayer. And I believe it makes a difference and it makes a difference and impacts my heart and impacts the people that I'm praying for. Uh, you know, when we work together on a spiritual level, you know, so many things we face, we want to blame the, the situations, but when bad stuff happens, when negative things happen, the negativity that comes out of it oftentimes comes like from us. Our reaction is what comes from our heart. So it really comes down to the only way we can deal with how we deal with those things is to is to communicate with others, to pray, to talk to God, to to seek strength, and and to do that with others as well, friends, family, people that we trust. You know, when we hold it in, that's when the negativity and the stuff in our lives can really look worse than what it is. So I'd say communication is like a very general way that that I deal with with uh, negativeness, negativity. Awesome. Ronnie, got any got any thoughts? Any ways you try to stay positive? Yeah, I would actually. I would. Well, I would build on Lucas's uh, communication portion. Uh, what I, I guess, what I thought of when, um, you know, when you're answering this question is not just communication, but communication with those who are close to you. Uh, you know, your your close circle of people, uh, those people that you care about, that care about you, people that you trust. Um, communicating with those people. You know, so yeah. for example, um, the shooting in Dayton, Ohio, um, actually hit kind of close to home, um, yeah. and not just because I'm in Cincinnati. Actually, um, Elizabeth, my my girlfriend, is she's from Dayton, so that's that's where she grew up and lived most of her life, and uh, it was very, you know, it was home, you know, for her. The shooting happened somewhere she's been, you know, a bunch of times. Um, her best friend works at the building, literally right in front of where it happened. Um, her best friend went to work, uh, the, I think, I think a couple of days after it had happened and, uh, there were bullet holes in the window of her conference room. That's how close it was. So wow. it was, uh, it was really, really close and, um, it had a really big effect on them. You know, just, it, it's different. I guess when you think about it, you think about how terrible something like that is. And, uh, most of the time when those things happen, they're not, you know, they're not that close. They're not that close to, um, not that close to home. I remember uh, a few years back, uh, there was that shooting in the Fort Lauderdale airport, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, so my mom was in that airport the day before it happened. So, and it just, it, it just makes you, you know, um, 
yeah, it just makes you really think, you know, about how how some of those things go down. But uh, for me, it, it is communication as well, like Lucas said. But for, it, it's communication with those really close to me. Um, you know, yeah. I have a couple of really close friends um, that you know I can talk to whenever. Like those guys are always there for me. And um, um, most importantly, is actually my mother. So I'm extremely close to my mom. We talk to each other a couple times a day on the phone. And uh, she's just always been there, you know, every time I needed like to be picked up, uh, she's always been there for me. I remember there was a, there was a time, I guess, kind of off topic of the actual shootings, but um, a time after I got divorced or after I split up uh, with my ex-wife, there was really weird things in life that were hard to get used to, I guess. Uh, And I remember one of them being when I left work for the day, I remember leaving work every single day. And I would always call my ex-wife and say, hey, what are we doing for the night? You know, what are we going to do for dinner? Uh, You know, it's a pretty normal thing that you don't really think about until it's completely gone. And then you feel like very lonely at that time. And I remember my mom, she she started calling me every day. (laughs) So, you know, every day after 5 o'clock, it'd be like 5.05, my phone would be ringing every day. So it's really, for me, it's communication with those very close, very close to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would I would definitely echo uh both your sentiments. Uh communication is absolutely key. Um I think the big things that that help me to stay positive um number 1 is is my faith. Uh it's my faith in in God. And, you know, anytime something negative happens, something you know, something may happen in my life, something I I struggle with or or something like that. Um, it, it always helps to recall God's word and, and, and remember that his promises are true. Um, and, and those things, those, those scripture verses always come to mind and those kind of the, the, you know, the Holy spirit, I believe, you know, really works through that, re- helping me recall those scriptures to, to help me stay positive. Yeah. And, and, and so that gets me through. It's carried me through a lot of things. It's carried me through a divorce. Um, it's carried me through death, um, you know, in my family. Um, you know, it's carried me through a lot of things. Um, so, and of course, communication is key. Like when I'm, when I'm struggling with something, like I deal with anxiety. Um, you know, a lot of you have heard, on here that I have, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder and, and, and deal with anxiety and I take medication for it. And a lot of times when I'm struggling or when I can't keep my mind focused, um, you know, obviously I, I, I pray, um, and I try, I call my wife, um, Mm -hmm. because she can kind of, um, mentally talk me off the ledge. Um, and, and help me to see the positive in things and let me know that things are not as bad as they seem to be. Now, obviously, with with shootings and stuff like that, it's bad. That's really yeah. bad. <laughs> um, but, you know, being around your loved ones and, and um, you know, holding the ones that remain tighter... And, and talking with them and and just loving on them and them supporting you that really carries carries you through 
and and helps you to see the positivity in the mess of of all the negative all the negativity in your life. Yeah. And it's interesting um Mike Doherty actually posted on um our Facebook um about this about our topic and he mentioned that no matter how much I suck or things around me suck, I'm still loved. And that's Amen. that's that's something yeah. you can always lean back on is is to know that there there are people out there when you're facing difficult circumstances, when everything around you seems like it's falling apart, everything is negative, you are loved. Um know that, that God loves you, that your your family and your friends love you and they they want to be there to support you. Um and th- there's just it just helps. <laughs> yeah. It just it just does. <clears throat> And that's where communication comes in again and like the importance of it because not only like like communicating that helps me when I'm feeling negative, but there are people all around us all the time that are feeling negative, that are feeling negativity. And a lot of times we hide it, you know, especially, you know, speaking for guys, we can be the worst. Like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we, we want to be like, oh, I'm going to be tough. I'm going to be manly. I don't want to admit my weaknesses. And, you know, I think there are times when we look at, like people who are more emotional and we we say well I don't I don't need to cry I don't want to cry or I don't want to worry about that and uh I know that like in in the mission trips that I do when when people are like put in tough situations where they're out of their comfort zone when they like have to deal with language barriers and or or when they share their testimony for example because that happens a lot in in the in the mission trips that I do and they and they talk about like the negative aspects of their life, how they've dealt with depression, how they dealt with, you know, they made bad decisions. They went through abortion or they, they were, you know, they were assaulted by someone or or went through this traumatic event and God brought it through, brought them through that, that event. It's still bringing that up is difficult. But even then, each time they bring it up, like, and they share it and they share how God gave them strength, how their family gave them strength and love them. Uh, Every time someone has shared uh, those stories, there's been someone in a church service or someone in a, a meeting where they've come up to that person and said, thank you for sharing. Because you shared, I, I, I can also share like my suffering or share my, my negativity and, and let it go and give it to God and give it to, you know, kind of like as a way to have solidarity, like unifying people together that we all go through it. And so we need to share it and we need to say it out loud and deal with it. So. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think that's really where those around you, I mean, they can just, they can help you out so much in those scenarios because like you said, Lucas, especially with um, a lot of times with men, um, I don't know about you guys, but like I grew up in the era where, yeah, like you're, you're a man, you don't cry, you don't show your emotion. Like we were very much raised under that. (laughs) And uh, you know, it's a little, things are a little bit different nowadays. I think people are more, um, more open, like with their emotions than they used to be. And I think that's come a long way. Um, but that's the only way, uh, I guess opening up is, is the only way to, you know, it's the only way for somebody to help you. If, it, yep. if somebody knows that you're going through that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Travis Popsicle actually shared on our discord, um, a story, um, about something he's dealing with and how he's been getting through it. Um, and uh, it's it's a bit of a long one, but I think it's worth sharing. 
the whole thing. So I just got back from taking my wife to Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City, where we talked to the chief medical surgeon about her condition. We have been to Cleveland Clinic, Upstate Medical in Syracuse, Mount Sinai once previously, and nobody wanted to help her due to the rarity of her condition. From what we have been told, she is one of six people in the U.S. that suffers from, and I apologize if I'm not pronouncing this right, um, Chiari malformation, intestinal malrotation, and a slew of, of other stuff all at once. Wow. It's hard to stay positive when everyone turned her away. We have been pursuing treatment since 2012 and actually had a scheduled surgery in Cleveland that they canceled six days before it happened. But this recent trip shined a new light. The surgeon is very confident in getting her some relief. Chronic nausea, chronic constipation, migraines, very limited diet due to stomach paralysis, and a slew of other symptoms makes it very difficult to stay positive. But somehow, we held on to the hope that one day we would find someone to help. The surgery date is September 20th, which is awesome. That is great. Yeah. Uh, I was going to share this in the live chat, but it seemed appropriate with this week's discussion. Mm. Thank you all for listening and making the podcast. It has helped me stay sane and be strong for my wife. Oh, and I stayed positive and rekindled my marriage since March, and we are in a very good place now. Love That's you awesome. all. So Love you too, man. Love you, one Mr. Of the ways, One of the ways that I think the whole group of guys here on the podcast try to stay positive is by making this podcast yeah and definitely um that was that was that's ultimately been our goal is to have an encouraging podcast a positive podcast for people to listen Mm -hmm. to and to know that we've affected at least one person in some way and helped them to remain positive is is a huge deal to us and and so Travis, we we are so glad that you are part of our community. Um, you know, we're super thankful that you have seen a glimmer of light, and that is always helpful in negative situations to see the glimmer of hope. Um, and so the fact that your 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 wife is going to have that surgery is awesome. Um, I hope that we hope and pray that it goes well. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're glad that you and your wife are in a much better place now. Um, in terms of your marriage, um, you know, we've heard a lot about that going on, um, you know, over the past several months, the, the situation he's been going through and, and the fact that there's been reconciliation is a huge positive. Um, so Travis, we're super happy for you guys. Um, and we're praying that this surgery goes well and, uh, just keep, keep sticking around with the community. Cause we're glad that you're here for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, speaking to some of the things that Travis brought up, my sister uh, had a Chiari malformation, had surgery on it. And, you know, it's still, even after the surgery, she's had, you know, a lot of phys- physical, a lot of physical f- fallout from that. You know, it's not something that can just be like do a surgery and it's all fixed. Um, yeah. But, you know, she had surgery on that. My mom has had, my stepmom has had countless surgeries on her back on her neck on uh kind of intestinal issues that she's had and uh you know i was actually just recently talking to her about like how she deals with you know deals with that and it it just comes down to you know 
again, as we were talking about communication, but one of the things we talked about is just uh, there's a scripture in in Corinthians where uh, Paul, one of the authors of of uh, the New Testament in the Bible, when he talks about how he has a thorn and he asks God to take it away three times, and God says, "My power is made perfect in weakness." And it's it's a very mysterious scripture for some people, and you know, there's sometimes that. That God heals. Sometimes people are healed, you know. Sometimes people are not healed, whether it's through medicine or through God or whatever, through whatever route. And sometimes you have to wonder, like, why does it happen? Why does it not happen? And you know what it what it came down to. And and when we had that conversation recently, was that uh, every every opportunity is an opportunity to trust in God, to trust in others. Uh, it it can help us to. It can kind of push us to not allow ourselves to be alone because if everything's perfect if everything is going great why do we need god you know if if we've got everything we need on our own why do we need family or friends like our weaknesses is a way a we- weakness is a way to be to bind us together because we have a necessity for each other and so kind of looking at you know these difficulties in a positive light uh and and just realizing that it can bring us together even stronger, I think is, is definitely one way to help make things positive. So, yeah. And and one thing I would add to that too, and I guess I don't really know, I don't really know how to say it, but with the, with the tragedies, like the shootings that happened recently and, and every shooting or every, you know, major tragedy that's happened, you know, it, it seems like, you know, the goal of that person, um, who made the decision to do something like that? Uh, for example, one of the one of the people that decided to uh, to shoot shoot other people. Um, you know, their goal just it seems to be to destroy. And yeah, um, you know, in all honesty, it, it the good that I see come out of that is uh, humanity banding together. You see these communities uh, coming together, people that don't even know each other. People are standing there holding hands. You know. Um, you know, people hugging each other that have never known each other. It just shows you the good in humanity. And in really, in reality, yes, it's a terrible tragedy and, but they do the opposite. Um, they don't destroy, they bring people closer together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing that kind of helps me to stay positive is, is to kind of hear about positive stories which mm. certainly, you know, the uh, Travis his his situation is definitely something that that helps encourage me. Um, you know, a lot of times everybody thinks that the the internet is just this toxic place, and a lot of times it is. It's just this festering breeding ground for negativity. Um, but there's a lot there's a lot of positivity in it as well. And I don't know why it just the story just kind of popped into my head. Um, there's this video that I have seen make the round several times about um, this guy that um, he he somehow was able to in, during the Holocaust. It's it's kind of like a Schindler's List kind of thing, but um, I, I for, honestly I'm forgetting the the avenue through which he did it. But he was able to save. A bunch of the Jews from being killed in the concentration camps and there's actually this video where they invite him 
to this mm. this television show. I think it was he <clears throat> he either placed them they were orphans or he had there's some kind of adoption agency that he worked for and he placed them in homes, I think, without yeah. people knowing they were Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Something and, like that. And I've seen so that video. It was a television show that he was on and he was in the audience. And so they're talking to him and they surprise him by letting him know like he says so we have several people here that were that were on that list of people that you saved um and every person around him in the audience stood up and they were all people that that he had whose lives they had that he had saved um and so just to see that the that the the love and the compassion of one person saved not just one but tons of lives yeah um from a horrible horrible evil um something that was beyond negative um is is incredible to see um and i really pray that there's more people like that man in this world (laughs) for sure and that was that was actually when i was kind of reflecting on positivity hero stories was another thing that that really and and honestly not to not to like go into like the entertainment realm too much, but like whether the hero stories are real or not real, like they both can inspire me. Just, you know, I love those stories about uh, real events that happened and, and hearing about real life heroes. But even for me, like, I think that's part of the reason I like, you know, superhero flicks and, and any movie or book or entertainment thing that follows like the hero's journey. Cause it's just, well, even if it's not real, it, it has like principles behind it that we should live by. Like in uh, Aquaman, there's a moment where his mom says, you're more than a king, you're a hero. A king only fights for his country, but a hero fights for everyone. And just the idea of like what it means to fight for others and to really, you know, go to bat for people to, to defend each other, to love each mm-hmm. other, um, you know, and so whether it's real life or, you know, even, you know, Ronnie, you watch the Captain America movie, like, sure, it's about fake and silly stuff and it's comic book. And but like the principles behind what makes Captain America a hero, those are principles that we can apply to real life, like defending the weak, being, you know, having a bigger heart than a than an ego, like just like not just living for myself, but living for others. That's that's what that's what I aspire to. So I want to surround myself with that kind of stuff. Yeah, and and actually, like in one of the coolest scenes in that whole movie is they have this whole this group of guys, and they're all they're trying to decide who they're gonna put the, in this experiment, basically. And um, he basically pulls the pin on that grenade and throws it into the middle yeah. of everybody. And yeah. uh, Steve Rogers jumps on it immediately. Scrawny little kid, <laughs> little bitty kid, like jumps on it to save everybody else. Everybody else goes and hides or whatever. And uh, then he looks at uh, was that. Uh, what actor was that? Was that De Niro? It was Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones, Jones yeah. Was. I couldn't remember which one. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, and he looks at him, he goes, well, he's still small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're still a runt. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, it was, um, and, that, and that, that is the cool thing about Captain America, is that he is just the ultimate good. Um, the reason he was chosen to get that is um, basically because he wouldn't, he wouldn't misuse that. He's never had that, and he would have a different appreciation than everybody else would. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned media, um, something that it's a story that's kind of close to home. Um, literally 
for for me. Um, have you guys ever heard of the movie Hacksaw Ridge? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, so Hacksaw Ridge was, you know, the story of of um, Desmond Doss, who uh, he was he served in World War II, um, and uh, you know he basically he never wanted to fire a gun. Um, he so he became a combat medic um, while serving in the war, um, and he saved several lives. and And he's from he's from Lynchburg, which is where or where I'm from mm-hmm. or not where I'm from, but where I live. Yeah. Um, and, and so, um, it was just really, really inspiring to, to see that and know that it's based on real life, a real life person who had that type of courage and dedication and compassion to, to save his fellow man. Um, and, and just, you know, the, the scene where he's like climbing back up and down that, that ridge, um, and he's like, he's praying to God. He says, Lord, one more, just one more, come on one more. Um, and that he had that much compassion. That's, it's very inspiring and very positive to see in the face of, uh, the horrors of, of something like war and, and how that affects people. But, um, while it is very bloody and gruesome, um, so you may not want to watch it with your kids. Right. Um, I highly, I highly recommend, uh, Hacksaw Ridge, because that, mm. that movie is phenomenal. Yeah, I definitely want to watch that. So, um, Tim Pollan adds on the Discord, he says that I'm positive that you all are some of the most positively positive people that ooze positivity. And <laughs> um, I think he's right. I think our are not just us on the podcast, but our entire community um, is is very positive. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always a place where, you know, you, you can come in and you're not going to feel like you're attacked. Um, you're always going to be, you know, built up. Um, and people actually care about what's going on in your life. Um, you know, I can think of several people who have messaged me on random days not even, I don't even have to mention, like, for example, uh, Zach Ald, uh, the podcast junkie himself. Um, he, he just randomly messaged me, um, the other day and said, Hey, how's your family doing? How's your dad doing? Like this man, like other than through the internet, um, you know, he's never met me in person, but he still thinks about myself and, and right. me and my family. Yeah. Um, and, and others have, have messaged me the same question as well. Like, how's your dad doing? Is he doing okay? Um, and that they don't have to be prompted. So it's always a positive community where people are really generally, genuinely looking out for each other and, and interested in people's lives. And, and so I'm, I'm very thankful for our community, um, that, uh, we can just have a, a positive place where we can just hang out and do life with one another and uh you know enjoy each other's company as we live and as we work <laughs> and as we game yeah for sure um so yeah i'm super thankful for our community cuz it helps me stay positive yeah definitely thanks tim for that message you're part of the reason we're positively positive positively positively it's good stuff all right 
So, any uh, any final thoughts about our discussion on positivity? Um, actually, I did. I did two. This is like <laughs> I actually only planned to share one like little Bible verse with uh, in talking about positivity, but I already shared one that I didn't plan on, and then I had another one come to mind that is kind of like uh, another way to deal with negativity uh, in life, and it sometimes maybe feels counterproductive or feels not strong enough, but there's uh, there's a scripture in Romans also written by Paul um, where he says that uh, when someone pretty much hurts you or when, when evil comes your way, don't fight evil with evil. And I think this is something that also Martin Luther King alluded to in his speech, uh, in one of his speeches. But, but, uh, but in the scripture, Paul says, don't fight evil with evil, fight evil with good, with kindness. And in doing so, you'll heap burning coals on top of their head. Like it's the idea that that kill people with kindness, and and I think that if more of us try to do that, if we try to fight back against, you know, uh, with evil, with good, if someone and I don't know the, I don't, I know that as someone who's not gone through like you know some of the tragedies that have been happening with uh, with uh, shootings and those kind of things, I haven't personally been through uh, those kind of things, and I don't, I can't think of a moment where. Someone did, you know, I, you know, I think about things like what if it happened to my kids and, and those kind of things, how would I react? What would I, what would I do or say? But, but this kindness goes such a long way and, and just going back and forth with whether it's yelling or, you know, blaming people, uh, you know, we, that can only get us so far and it's not going to give us any solutions. And so I think, I think kindness and, and loving each other, not in like the mushy, give me a hug and kiss kind of way, but like. But like really like knowing people and being their friends and connecting and communicating with them, it just makes all the difference. Absolutely. And the other the other scripture that I wanted to mention real quick is in Psalm sixty one or not Psalm Isaiah sixty one. That is just such a powerful like it just speaks directly into this positivity like dealing with negativeness, and it talks about it says uh, the Lord has uh, the spirit of the sovereign Lord's on me. He's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives, release darkness for, for prisoners, um, to comfort all who mourn, um, to bestow a crown of beauty instead of ashes, an oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Um, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planning of the Lord for the display of a splendor. And it's just the idea that, that one of the reasons that I'm a Christian is is not because of a religion it's because that in the my darkest times i've i've recognized that god has helped me bring beauty from the ashes you know and talking about you know my mom passing away when i was 11 you know and some of the the tragedies i've experienced and seen and and heard from people's lives that in the times when when they were darkest those you know who trusted in god who trusted in others um they were faithful and it helped uh, bring light to the darkness. And so if you're in a negative place, if you're in a dark place, please talk to someone, Um, you know, share, talk about it, you know, and uh, see what happens. Give people a chance to reach out to you and to help you. Cause I think, I think good can come out of any negative situation. So that's all I, wanted to share about that yeah and i think in all honesty i mean we all we all have our stories 
you know, we all have our times where, you know, things didn't go well, where we were down, where we were out. And, you know, I, I guess one thing that I will share just, I guess, kind of randomly is, so the last few months of my life, uh, I've been dating Elizabeth and obviously she's moving in with me. And, um, I remember going through a period of being lonely, uh, not really knowing a path, not, you know, not having really any future plan. Um, it was just me all of a sudden I was not married and, and single. And Mark, we talked about this a little bit where it's, it's a, it's quite an adjustment Mm -hmm. to try and get used to that. It's easy to fall kind of into a down, you know, downward mood and, and all those things. And I would say for those people that are, uh, that are going through those, um, Mm -hmm. it does get better. It really does. Um, these past few months, I can't remember ever being this happy in my whole life. Um, I owe a lot to, I owe a lot of it to her in all honesty. Um, yeah, I mean, I am, uh, I'm crazy. That's awesome, man. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been really great. And there was, you know, there were times where, you know, things didn't look up, things didn't look very bright. And, uh, you know, if you're going through one of those times, it, it really does get better for sure. It really does. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that, uh, I think that kind of wraps up that a wrap? our, our discussion on positivity. All right. Well, then I guess, uh, that is truly all for this preposterously positively positive party of a podcast. Good night. If <laughs> you all have enjoyed the discussion and hang with us, we would truly appreciate some positive feedback by you. Just take a few minutes to give us an honest review and rating on iTunes or Apple Music or whatever podcast service you use that allows such things. If you've already done so, thank you so much. And if you want to go the extra mile, grab your friend or family member's cell phone or tablet, find us on their pad, pod, podcast and service of choice, subscribe, wow. podcasted, and leave a rating or <laughs> review. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> them also, we would be eternally grateful. <laughs> and also, remember... If you'd like to join in on our future episodes or connect with us and our most lovely GMG community, then check out the show notes, click those links, join our Discord server filled with a wide range of dad jokes and truly heartfelt conversations, real-life conversations. Uh, But if Twitter's more your thing, our handle is at the GMG Podcast. You can also email us at uh, thegmgpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe. I believe it's actually the good morning guys. At yes, gmail.com. the good morning guys at g- <laughs> gmail.com. Just put some letters and numbers in. It'll show up in one of these days. <laughs> click on it. Click it and send click it. on it. And uh, if you want to practice your radio voice and you even want to call us, you can dial what number, Ronnie? I still don't know it. Just call Honestly. Ronnie. Call in, leave a message, ask a question. Join us on the show at 929-GMG-GUYS. Let your voice be heard. Uh, You know what else should be heard. (laughs) Mark's music choices for this week. Mark, let's hear it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, as always, you can check out the Good Morning Guys Morning Playlist on Spotify as well as Apple Music. Thank you, Bernabe, for keeping things up on the Apple Music end. And our additions to the uh, good morning, guys. Morning playlist for this week are the song Ooh Child from the Five Stair Steps. Ooh, child, things are going to get easier. It's a dance off, bro. I think we should. Yeah, that's what. That's immediately what I think of when I hear that song. Now. 
<laughs> That's great. Oh man. So I'll be adding that. Um, it's a song. There's another song from Michael W. Smith. It's a song called "Surrounded." Uh, oh, I parentheses fight my battles and it's literally says even though it you know it feels like i'm surrounded i'm surrounded by you so basically when when you're feeling surrounded know that that god is with you Mm, is what the song is 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 trying to say i don't remember that song what does it sound like sing it for us a little blip uh you know what i'm I'm not gonna do that oh come on mark (laughs) you got a beautiful voice you should do it no not gonna do it (laughs) fine (laughs) Be that way, Ronnie. You should sing what you think it sounds like. Mm. Uh, no, my voice is probably worse than Mark's. Right, Third song. Uh, but in any case, um, so the song "Beautiful Day" from U two, yes. um, which honestly always makes me think of, unfortunately, nine eleven, uh, because that song was released right around nine eleven. Yeah. Um, but it is a positive song in the face of something like that. It is. Um, and a community submitted uh, song to add to the playlist is from one Bernabe. Yeah, Mr. Butterteeth. Uh, is the song Get Up, Get Back Up Again, uh, sung by Anna Kendrick from the movie Trolls. So uh, we'll be adding those songs to the playlist this week. I hope that they help you. Stay positive and help you get your good morning on. For sure. All right. Well, talk at you guys again next week on podcast services around the globe as we talk about something community driven because that was supposed to be this week. But as Forrest Gump would say, it happens. And we forgot that it was supposed to be community driven, but we're going to do it next week. It's all good in the hood. Uh, so you guys are going to decide what we will be talking about. So we will be getting, uh, nominations this coming week and be voting and who knows what we're going to talk about. It could be everything from, uh, I don't know. What, what could it be? Pickles? Everything from pickles to what, Ronnie? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes. It could be any one of those. Did you know Dwayne the Rock Johnson got married? I saw that. Yeah, you did. Did you see that? I did see that. Look (laughs) out. His longtime best friend. I had no idea. How about that? I he thought, is officially I thought, off the market. I thought he was your best friend. I thought you were his best friend, Ronnie. I thought I was expecting to see you in that picture. I would have married him. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> Sorry, Elizabeth. <laughs> he, Ronnie is spoken for. <laughs> no, not anymore. I'm back on the market now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that's true. All righty, then. The spirit of Pat and also Ronnie J and Mark, and also you, our friends and family that also happen to be our listeners. Go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you live and as you work and as you positively game. One, two, three, four. And that's all she wrote. Jeez, Mark, why did you just turn a spotlight on? Punks, yeah. Why is it so bright all Jeez, of a sudden? Jeez, is an alien saucer outside your window? <laughs> Mark's about to get abducted. <laughs> Here comes the probe. 
Oh no! What are they pulling you up by your neck? <laughs> by one of the fingers? Like, ah. <laughs> what are they supposed to pull me up by my foot? I mean, I, do they really need to pull you up? You usually float. I think you just float up there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll just pull you. I'm, like I'm not a scientist. Oh, I'm sorry. Like... Tractor beam, though. <laughs> there you go. That's more like it. 